I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. This week, we're gonna be talking about brain health and brain function. Now, you've heard my shows before, if you if you listen before. If not, I'm a chiropractor. I'm board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, double board certified in nutrition. And so we talk a lot about the brain because the brain controls everything. The way the body works is your brain sends messages down your spine, out your nerves to every cell in the body. So right now, your brain is making your heart beat, your lungs breathe, your eyes see, your colon digests food. Everything happens because the brain tells it what to do. And two things can interfere with the brain function, chemical or physical. Now, chemical would be what? Food, drugs, alcohol, environmental toxins. And that's why I push nutrition so hard, because you have control over what you eat. So we're going to talk a lot about brain chemistry today and what goes in your body and how it works. Physically, if a bone moves out of place or if there's swelling, you can pinch a nerve. And when you pinch a nerve, it hurts. But here's the thing. 90% of your nerves don't feel pain. You can have a pinched nerve and not know it. And I believe that's the missing link in healthcare. When we finally get the understanding that if you pinch a nerve to your liver, your spleen, your prostate, your toenails, they're not going to work right. And so with chiropractic care, we can put the bones back in place and unpinch the nerves and, in the process, help get rid of a lot of the pain. So that's why chiropractic care really needs to be your primary entry when it comes to pain. The cheapest, most effective treatment for back pain is chiropractic care. So not only do you get pain relief, but you open up the nerves to the organs and allow the brain to send messages to the body and back up. So first, let's discuss how to boost your brain health naturally. 93% of Americans believe that maintaining brain health is very or extremely important. This is according to an AARP study. However, few of these people are aware that there's a lot of approaches that you can do to get your brain working more efficiently. So contrary to popular belief, your brain does not slow down or become unreliable as you get older. So people think, well, I'm just getting older, it's a senior moment. No, that's not the case. If you take care of your brain, that's not gonna happen. And there are steps that you can do within your control that can influence your memory, your cognition, how your brain works, and a lot more of brain function. Now your lifestyle is really important. Now, from a vitamin D, from a standpoint about nutrients, vitamin D is really important. So we'll talk about vitamin D, we'll talk about vegetables, we'll talk about nutrients, supplements, a lot to cover today. So this may make a difference between staying mentally sharp in your old age or starting to lose your edge. Sometimes you run into these folks and you think, gosh, he's 80s, 90s, 100, and we're having a perfectly normal conversation like we would somebody much younger. The reason is that person, A, could have hit the genetic lottery, but most likely B, they've taken care of their brain. So even if you're already in your golden years, simple healthy choices can promote brain changes for the better. In fact, while it once was believed that brain cells were produced only during certain periods of development, it's now known that something called neurogenesis, that's the growth of new brain cells, continues throughout your life. When I went to school, I was taught that once a brain cell was dead, it was gone, it's never gonna regenerate, and you're done. We were wrong. 
It turns out that your brain can regenerate, and your brain has something called plasticity. Now, what plasticity is like plastic. It can bend and mold and change shape. So if you have a stroke, and I always thought about this when I went to school, and nobody had an answer for me, and the reason was what we were taught was wrong. If you have a stroke, left side of your brain controls the right side of your body, right side of the brain controls the left side of your body. So if you have a stroke, let's say, on the left side of your body, you'll have effects on the right side of your body. Your body isn't going to work right. But then people start to get better. If you go through rehabilitation, through chiropractic care, through physical therapy, through nutritional evaluations and nutritional uh, supplements, many times people start to regain their function. And I've been in practice almost 35 years now. So I've seen patients that said, I had a stroke, and they look perfectly normal, and they have normal function. Because the brain has this plasticity where it can reshape and bend and mold itself and actually rewire and or heal itself. So just because the brain is damaged doesn't mean it's damaged forever. Sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it's permanent damage. But in most cases, there is some plasticity in the body's ability to, to heal. Now, there's strong links between low levels of vitamin D in Alzheimer's patients and the poor outcome on cognitive tests. And it's, it's now being researched and revealed. It's thought that optimal vitamin D levels may protect brain cells by increasing the effectiveness of something called glial cells in restoring damaged neurons. Now, in addition to that, vitamin D may be beneficial for brain health because it's anti-inflammatory and it has immune-boosting properties and has even been found to clear out something called amyloid plaques in the brain. Now, if you've never heard of amyloid plaques, uh, this is the hallmark of Alzheimer's disease. When we do autopsies, we can cut somebody open and look at their brain, and we have this protein buildup, these amyloid plaques. And so the question is, okay, you get it. It seems to be linked to Alzheimer's. What do we do about it? Well, it turns out there's several things you can do, A, to prevent amyloid plaque development, and B, to actually start to break it down. And when the amyloid plaques break down, the brain is starting to talk to itself and talk to other nerves more efficiently. So the vitamin D is neuroprotective. It has neuroprotective effects. And they're so strong that the risk of cognitive impairment was up to four times greater in elderly patients with severe vitamin D deficiency compared with those with adequate levels. Now, vitamin D, I've, I've said this many times before when I've done shows on immune function and, and keeping your body healthy, vitamin D is the cheapest insurance you'll ever buy. Now, the, the recommended dosage is about six to 800 milligrams uh, uh, international units a day. The new research is showing that you want to do about 5,000, maybe 8,000 international units a day. Now, here's the thing. On my website, drjoe.com, we have a vitamin D supplement. And five drops of this stuff is 5,000 international units. And it's really inexpensive, and it's flavorless. So I can't imagine a cheaper form of insurance than vitamin D. Most people are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficiency is associated with substantial increase in risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. What a simple statement. Take the vitamin D supplements if you're not getting outside and getting sun. You need this for optimum health. You need vitamin D levels for, to, uh, from at least 40 to 60 nanograms per milliliter. That's how we measure vitamin D in your blood. A more ideal level is 50 to 70 nanograms per milliliter. If you're outside the optimum range, you fix it by getting so, uh, sensible sun exposure or by taking vitamin D3 supplements. Here's the thing. Vitamin D2 is synthetic versions of vitamin D3, synthetic version of vitamin D3. So many times patients come in and say, Doc, Dr. Joe, my staff, whatever, we had our blood work done, and we can do this in our office. We can do blood work for you. We can do a whole micronutrient analysis to determine what other nutrients you're missing aside from vitamin D, way more in depth than just a simple blood test. 
and we say, okay, you're low in vitamin D. Well, I'm going to write your prescription, not me, but their medical doctor, write your prescription for vitamin D2. Vitamin D2 has to be converted into vitamin D3. So why not just take vitamin D3? It's cheaper. It's more effective. I don't get it. But you can't write a prescription for vitamin D3 because it's not synthetic. It's a natural form. So vitamin D3 supplement, if you're not getting enough sunlight. Sunlight is the ideal way to optimize your vitamin D levels. Uh, if it's winter, uh, you want to work to prevent more than 90% of the people who have vitamin D, low le- vitamin D levels, you want to prevent that um, without supplementation. If it's the winter, I don't think you really have a choice. You've got to get outside in the sun. Now, I've done shows on sun protection and how important it is to protect the skin against sun damage, but this is the ideal level guidelines. Okay, grassroot, um, gra- grassroots Health suggests, this is a group, research, Grassroots, suggests that adults need about 8,000 <clears> excuse me, international units per day to achieve that 40 nanograms per milliliter. That's the lowest you should be. If you do opt for a vitamin D supplement, remember, you need to take it uh, to, to boost your vitamin D levels, but you also want to make sure you're getting vitamin K2 with your vitamin D3. In our supplement, drjoe.com, we have vitamin D3 with K2. Let me cover sunlight again. I kind of jumped over that. You need to be out in the sun just enough until your skin turns red. Now, everybody's different. If you're very fair-skinned, that might be 10 minutes. Okay, I'm Italian. I've got a little darker skin, so I'm out there about 20 or 30 minutes. And once the skin just turns a little red or starts to feel a little warm, that's enough. People say to me all the time, well, Dr. Joe, what's the best sunscreen? Well, you want something with, like, titanium dioxide in it, but here's the thing. You want to make sure it leaves a white film on your skin. And you think, well, that's not good. I have white film on my skin. I don't look pretty. You need that white film because otherwise it's what's called nanoparticles. When you have nanoparticles, these little particles can be absorbed into the skin, and that can be dangerous. And in fact, there's a lot of research. I've been talking about this for decades now, that sunscreen can actually be very dangerous because of the chemicals that are in there. And it was just an article last week published that says the sun interacting with certain chemicals in sunscreen can actually increase your risk of skin cancer. How many people you know have skin cancer? They've always slathered on the sunscreen and they still got skin cancer because of the chemicals probably interacting with the sun. The best protection from sunburn is get out of the sun. If you've ever been, uh, let's say near the equator, okay, you've been to the Caribbean or somewhere where it's a really hot climate, the natives don't wear sunscreen. They laugh at the, 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 the gringos or whatever they call us down there, slapping on a sunscreen. They wear long pants, they wear baggy shirts, they wear hats, they protect themselves from the sun. That's the best treatment. So get out there 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is to get that warmth, warmth in the skin, and then get out of the sun or cover up. So that's the best form of vitamin D. 20 minutes in the sun will produce about 20,000 international units of vitamin D3. Supplements you can take minimum 5 to 8,000 units a day. That's the new research. You want to get your levels tested to make sure you're within safe levels uh, in the therapeutic range. Our supplement, drjoe.com, uh, it's a simple supplement, it's a dropper. Take about five drops of it every day, five to eight drops. Do that prophylactically, if that's a word, and then make sure you um, also get your blood tested. And again, we can do that in our office. We do a whole micronutrient test on that. So vitamin D is so important for brain function, as well as the immune system and so many other things, bone growth. So vitamin D, one of the, it's one of the things that nobody really talks about, but we really need to do it. Other things that can help the brain, things called carotenoids. They're in vegetables and they improve cognition. They make the brain work better. Carotenoids are antioxidant compounds found in certain vegetables, most often associated with orange things like sweet potatoes, carrots. Some carotenoids, things like lutein and zeaxanthin, 
are also found in green leafy vegetables like kale and spinach. Now lutein and zeaxanthin, in turn, are most known for the role they play in healthy vision. They can help reduce something called age-related macular degeneration. I have age-related macular degeneration. I have something called drusen, actually. Now, drusen is a form of macular degeneration. About eight, 10 years ago, I went to the eye doctor. He took a picture of my eye, and he looked at me. He says, you have macular degeneration. I said, what do I do about it? He says, not a whole lot. He says, you can try taking zeaxanthin and lutein. It might slow it down a little bit. Chances are it's going to get worse, and the chances are very high you're going to go blind. Not good news. So I took Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. These are two supplements on the website, drjoe.com. And I took them faithfully every day. About a year or two later, I went into the eye doctor again for my annual exam. He took a picture of my eyes, and he literally started to shake. And I said, what's wrong? I thought I had a brain tumor. He said, your vision is, your macular degeneration is getting better. Now, he said, that's impossible. Macular degeneration doesn't get better. It stays the same or gets worse. What are you doing? I told him, Super Greens is an essential source. So he got very excited, and, he's, and now he sends all his patients to our website to get Super Greens an essential source. Anyone with macular degeneration, he's sending over. They took my picture, sent them to like the macular society, whatever it is, because it's an anomaly. It doesn't get better. But here we proved, and if you go to my website, drjoe.com, go under the blog, I have an article with the pictures of my eyes as it's gotten better over the years. And it continues to get better, by the way. How it's improved. And so it's really important you understand that it may not be a death sentence, but a blind sentence, if you have macular degeneration, but you have to do the dietary changes. I use chiropractic care to open up the nerve and blood supply to my eyes and my brain. And then we take those high quality antioxidants, which have zeaxanthin and lutein and a bunch of other antioxidants in them. So super green is an essential source. I talk about it like it's the ma magical pill. It's pretty close. And one of the things that it helped me with is I'm not blind, which I'm pretty happy with too. But we're finding that the carotenoids can also help brain function. And I see that as I get older, my brain works better, not worse, more effectively. I'm able to do better radio shows, better TV shows, better lectures, better treatment for my patients because the brain is working more efficiently. And I want you to have that too. So there's accumulating evidence that suggests that these antioxidants play a powerful role in cognitive health. We talked about the macular degeneration. That's just another bonus you get when you take antioxidants into the body. Now, one recent study, it for, uh, it's the first of its kind, found that lutein and zeaxanthin may promote cognitive function older, in old age by enhancing neural activity. So the take-home message here is that improving your diet by eating more things like fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds that have high carotenoids, that's a type of antioxidants, and high antioxidants can help protect your brain from aging. So there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing simple steps to start protecting your brain now. So far, in just the past, what, 15 minutes, we talked about two major steps that you can take that are really inexpensive, really easy. The, the vitamin D has no flavor, really. The super green is the essential source. I mix them together, and that tastes great. Now, some people say, well, Doc, I don't like that taste. Take a frozen banana or a regular banana. Throw it in with some coconut milk. Whip it up as a smoothie. Throw in some frozen berries if you want to. The key is get it in your system. Dilute it if you want to. It tastes okay. It tastes great. I actually like it, but some people, but it's a little weird. Um, so you can mix it up with other things as well, just to get it in your system. Some people use pomegranate juice. Some people use apple juice. Get, the, get it into your system, but you got to take it faithfully. When I travel, it's a powder. It travels real well, um, and I pass through security, never have a problem with it. I couldn't imagine a day without this stuff, mainly because I know I feel great with it. I know how good it is, but I want to make sure that my macular degeneration continues to improve and my brain continues to improve. 
So it's a simple, easy fix right there. All right, things like collards, uh, kale, spinach, turnip greens, green peas, spinach, oh, we talked about broccoli, romaine lettuce, green peas, green beans, all of these are high in antioxidants. That's why I want you to have at least a salad every day. People say, well, Dr. Joe, what should I eat? What do you eat? For breakfast, there's always super greens, an essential source, and usually some fruit. This morning, I had some cherries and some uh, watermelon. If I start getting hungry around 10 o'clock or so, I'll have a couple of handfuls of nuts, walnuts, almonds, pecans, because the nuts have amino acids in them that my body needs to build muscle, uh, because I, I'm a vegan. I don't eat animal products. So uh, nuts will give you those amino acids to get you to complete 20 amino acids that your body needs in order to grow, pr grow muscle and function properly. So if I do that, a couple of handfuls of nuts, and then I stop, because if I keep eating, I'm going to eat too much. Lunch almost always is a salad. Now, it can be broccoli, cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, peas, spinach, whatever you want, put it in a salad, and then I add something called nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast is a great source of amino acids, fatty acids, good fatty acids, and B vitamins. So you sprinkle a little nutritional yeast on your salad. It tastes great. It makes it taste so much better. You don't get bored then. And then dinner, I kind of vary. It depends what I eat. If you don't know what to eat, on the website, drjoe.com, if you type in the search bar, so what can I eat, it'll bring up a lecture that I did on breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks, parties. It's all there. And also I have some great books, too, on the website if you want to learn more about what to eat and how to live. So those are two steps. Another step I want you to consider, probiotics. Probiotics for your brain. You're probably familiar with the importance of probiotics for your gut. And there's commercials now for yogurts and probiotic supplements. So this is the stuff I've talked about for decades. Now it's mainstream. Once again, Dr. Joe was right. But a lesser known benefit of probiotics is that certain beneficial probiotic strains have a marked positive effect on your brain. And consuming these good bacteria in your diet may benefit your brain function as well. Again, quick, easy, simple fix. Women who regularly consume beneficial bacteria experience changes in multiple areas of their brain, including those related to sensory processing, cognition, which is brain function, also revealing mice without microbes, without the good bacteria in their intestines, were found to be unable to recognize other mice around them. So we started destroying the bacteria in the gut of the, of the experimental animals, not we, scientists. They didn't know who they were. So what if... Something as simple as vitamin D, antioxidants, and probiotics, if you just incorporated that into a diet, what if that would change the brain? The research is showing that it will, or can, I should say. How crazy is that? The other day, I went to senior housing, and this is one senior housing group, and they want us to work with them. They want us to uh, administer chiropractic care to their patients. They want us to do nutritional workups with them, and they have uh, units all over the country. It's a big, big company. And so they're really excited to have the Dr. Joe brand supplements and the Dr. Joe treatments brought into their clinics. And they took me into one floor, and it was really nice. This is a high-end place. And it was great, and people were friendly, and they had parties, and they had events. It was like a cruise ship. They had like a list of events every day. But then they took me on to the second floor. And the second floor, you have to have a key pass to get in. You have to have, you know the code. And this is where the people with Alzheimer's are. And beautiful place. And I walked in. I had a big room. They were all sitting there, and they're just staring into space. My heart broke. I, I, I was tearing up. I was so sad because these people are waiting to die. That's it. Now, I can't say we can fix these people, but what if we did something, anything, to try to get these people a little more functional? And that's why I talked about what we're talking about today, and that's what inspired the show, as a matter of fact. They were so excited. You mean to tell me that we can just give supplements to these people, and it has a chance that it can help them? My answer was a resounding yes. They said, when do we start? 
So you got to start doing this before this damage sets in, not after. Now, even after, it still can help you. But daily doses of probiotics may improve memory in Alzheimer's patients, so it's not too late. Recent study of 60 Alzheimer's patients, which is a small study, looked into the effect of probiotic supplements on cognitive function with promising results. Those who took the probiotics experienced significant improvements in their cognitive function. The probiotics group also had beneficial metabolic changes, including lower triglycerides, very low-density lipoproteins, C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein is a way we measure inflammation in the body, and it's, a, it, it's as well as reduced, uh, reduced markers for insulin resistance. So this is just taking a probiotic supplement. These researchers suggested that beneficial metabolic changes may be responsible for the cognitive function. So as the body works more efficiently, the brain works more efficiently. Now, this is in line with some of the recent studies which indicate that gastrointestinal tract mi microbiome, this is the bacteria in your colon, in Alzheimer's patients is significantly altered in the composition of what's in there when compared to age-matched control groups. People that had Alzheimer's had different bacteria in their colon than people that didn't. Fat people, I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. Fat people have different bacteria than skinny people. And one of the things they're doing, this is real research, I promise you, that they're, they're taking uh, uh, fecal transplants. They're taking the bacteria from skinny, healthy people and putting it in fat people to recolonate their body with healthy bacteria. They're doing this with athletes now. Uh, elite athletes, we call them. People at, elite, uh, at the elite level of, of athletics, whatever their sport is, have different bacteria in their colon than people that are non-elite athletes. And they're taking the fecal transplants, I promise you this is real, and putting it in regular athletes to improve their athletic performance. And now they're looking at doing this with people with cognitive function or Alzheimer's disease. And all we have to do, instead of going so grand as actually doing a fecal transplant, is getting the body built up with good bacteria. We're gonna talk about that in the second half of the show, how to do that. And in both the GI tracts and the blood-brain barriers become significantly more leaky with age. Now, the GI tract leaky means that chunks of undigested food can be absorbed into the blood system, and then the immune system has to attack them. It's called leaky gut syndrome. The blood-brain barrier is a protective mechanism that prevents chemicals or toxins from getting into the brain. And one of the challenges we have in medicine is that how do we get a drug to get into the blood-brain barrier to work on the brain? Well, here we do it. What if we just got the blood-brain barrier healthier? <gasps> what a concept. Now, again, I'm not against drugs. I'm not against surgery. I, I support that 100% when it's necessary. But if it's not necessary, what if there was a way to do it? And the research is showing that there is. So this allows the GI tract, the micro, mi microbial byproducts, the waste products, basically, to get into the blood system and then access to the central nervous system, which is your brain and spinal cord. Now, fortunately, reseeding your gut just putting good bacteria in your gut with beneficial bacteria is relatively easy to do. You can do supplements. We have a supplement on our website called Dr. Joe's Probiotic Supplement, which I take every day. Fermented foods are really another way that you can do it. <clears throat> as long as you eat uh, the traditionally made unpasteurized versions. So sauerkraut is great. Kimchi is great. However, if you buy it commercially, it's been pasteurized. And when it's pasteurized, it kills off a lot of the good bacteria. So is it sauerkraut? Yes. Is it as good for you? No. Now, you can make kimchi. You can make sauerkraut. It's really easy to do. Just go online and look it up. It's really not rocket science to make this stuff. And then you didn't pasteurize it, so it has all the probiotics in there. So Dr. Joe's probiotics is on the website, drjoe.com. Another good way 
to get the probiotics in your body, quick, easy, and expensive, you want to get a little more aggressive, you can actually start taking some homemade probiotic foods. And those are all, and, and the, all the supplements we talk about are on the website, drjoe.com. So let's talk about additional uh, uh, strategies for healthier brain. We talked a little bit about simple supplements and things you could add to your diet. Uh, your brain is not programmed to shrink and fail as a matter of course. We talked about that earlier. In fact, you can build a bigger, better brain by just making some smart choices and lifestyles. Now, I'm going to have to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about ways that you can promote something called neurogenesis, which is growing new brains, is the regrowth of brain cells and strategies targeted specifically uh, on a gene pathway called the PDNF, or the, uh, the uh, B BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and that's going to promote brain cells. Go to the website right now, drjoe.com, make an appointment. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.